I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We've got some Aaron joining you today from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway. Home of the 29-degree ice-cold draft beer. Uh, you too can embrace the lodge mentality. No better place to catch a game than right here at Twin Peaks. Uh, and, I mean, tech, all kinds of games tonight. World Series, college football, NBA. Uh, you've got NFL tomorrow. You've got Texas Tech tomorrow. You potentially have a World Series game tomorrow. Um, and this is the place to catch all the action. Shout-out to our man Alfonso for snagging our tickets. So we are, uh, we are empty. Um, for the rest of the day on those, but uh, glad that they went to a good home. Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double dot com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, I think the big story still is the scheduling matrix that was released uh, earlier today. Uh, basically, Texas Tech now knows uh, who it will play and where. For the next four seasons, 2024, 25, 26, and 27. And, you know, we I think we all knew um, on some level that it was going to look a lot different, right, without Texas and Oklahoma on there. And, heck, half of the teams in this league right now, beginning next year, weren't in the league this time last year, right? So half of the conference is new. Uh, but even even having kind of knowing you know, known that in the back of your head, it's still pretty jarring, Gus, to see that you know next year you're playing nine conference games, and I mean four of the teams on there weren't in the conference. Yeah, heck, I mean six months ago, let alone you know six years ago. Um, and it's not bad. Again, we all kind of knew this, but it's one thing, I think, to know it and to talk about it ahead of time, and then another thing entirely to see it in black and white on paper. Well, and I, and I had looked at it in, in, in sort of in the totality. I immediately, as I was flipping down through there, digesting it the first time, I started writing down the schools, like, all right, we're playing this team twice, this team, you know, and did all that, and then started looking through some of the other ones like all right so we're not playing anybody four times you know and just and i'm talking about an immediate reaction thing and i was like is anybody playing anybody four times i had to dig a little bit because my first thought was the list you and i talked about yesterday i went to kansas kansas state utah byu and like ah okay so there are four uh but yeah I, i think the uh what i didn't do was what you acknowledged which was the 2025 side of it with the uh, you know who, who that just playing the one the one Texas opponent in 2025, which is Houston away, right? I mean, it's um, you know, and that's one of the years too where you're playing five road games, and I mean, the the, the release talks about how they really focused on um, you know history and geography and making these schedules but look at your road games for 2025 
Tempe, Arizona, Salt Lake City, Morgantown, Kansas State, and Houston. Yep. Right? I mean, that's it, – it wouldn't be so bad having five conference games. For example, like 2027, two of your conference road games, right, are in, in Texas, TCU and Houston. That's not terrible. Um, but, man, that's – Yeah, suddenly the uh, – seeing, seeing West Virginia on there. You know, like, oh, there's our old friend West Virginia. I'm thinking, wait, we just been in the league with him like ten years now, but suddenly they feel like a, they feel like a, an old comfortable pair of gloves, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like you, you play Oklahoma State three times out of out of four years. We've kind of covered that, but yeah, but two of those are away, which makes zero sense because again, you were just there last year. Yep. You did not play them this year. Um, I, and and you didn't really seem to get any kind of equivalent breaks. Uh, you just didn't, uh, which I don't think uh, really befits your legacy stature in this league. I think it's ridiculous. I think the cool thing is next year you get Colorado at home. Yeah. Right? And and who knows if that's going to be early in the season or not. But um, th- that's, a, uh, that's a game I think that could be a tentpole home game in terms of, of sure. interest and stuff just because it's Deion Sanders. They're going to be hyped up a lot this offseason, I'm sure, um, you know, deservedly so. Um. So you know, Arizona State's interesting. Baylor is going to be, um, you know, back at home. So it is what it is. Um, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tomorrow's score prediction. I predicted a loss for Tech. I I didn't give a score, but when I sent my predictions into Jeff, I predicted a loss. Oh, when I. Oh, I, I sort of wrote those things as a uh, here's what I think we need to do to win. So maybe maybe we're pro- either I'm missing the mark with that, or 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 uh, we're providing a prop an appropriate level of uh, you know different information. But yeah, I've, I I leaned on the fact that you know just my excitement for the game tomorrow night is is based on number two, yeah. number two being healthy. More importantly, number two practicing. Of course, we're talking about Baron Morton. And because uh, he hadn't practiced, I mean that that that's that's an amazing thing. And and again, I, I give him credit for, I give him credit for a level a certain level of toughness through that stretch that he was trying to go play through a throwing shoulder injury and having to fight through that. But he would play the game on Saturday and then touch the ball again pregame the following Saturday for what two or three a two or three week stretch there before it came to be too much, but. Uh, a good week of practice and preparation for him. Uh, and I'm interested, you know, I, I hope he can go out and sling it around because, uh, you know, the, these two teams are so, so, so identical on the running side of the ball. Like, we, you know, almost both both with running backs with 800 yards and, you know, and, and rush defense is about the same. So, the you know, who, who knows how it plays out in the stadium tomorrow, but it feels like uh, – you know, it sure would be nice to be able to go out and have the full offense and hit a couple of deep balls and just, you know, see see our guy at his best. Texas Tech still favored uh, as we sit here. About a three-point favorite with a point total of uh, 59 and a half. You know, interesting game for TCU with the loss. They'd be two and four in conference play with, uh, with three games left and needing two wins to get to a bowl. Um, and their remaining games, Texas at home, Baylor at home, and then at Oklahoma. 
right? And so probably only going to be favored. Well, not yeah. probably, almost certainly will only be favored against the Bears. This is a big game for them in terms of bowl eligibility. And, you know, I don't need to tell anybody that's turning tuning into this show sure. about how important this game is for Tech's bowl hopes right. as they sit at 3-5 and five overall. I mean, you're if you're not on life support, they're bringing the ventilator in, <laughs> yeah. at least in the oh, room. That's right. Um, so it's a it's a gotta have it game for both teams. Just I mean, they have to have it. Yeah, the Vegas number and sort of what what you just decoded there, the three point thing, and then the over under. That's a that's a Tech thirty one, TCU twenty eight game. Sort of what they're predicting in terms of the the total number of points and the Tech three point favorite, but or two or three, whatever that is. But yeah, so I'm good with that. I'll take Tech by three. I'd take it. Come skipping in here on Friday. Oh, I mean, yeah. Give me a one-point win. Yep, you bet. I'm. It doesn't. I don't need it to be pretty. It nope. can be super, super ugly. I don't care how it comes. It can be three nothing. It could be fifty-four to fifty-one. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have a uh, prediction of Tech thirty-five twenty from Tug. Someone else. Uh, TCU thirty-four. Texas Tech twenty. Um, TCU has struggled offensively uh in the big 12 uh, only one time scoring more than 30 points in fact only one time scoring more than 27 points um you know they scored 21 against west virginia they scored 14 against iowa state you know three against kansas state this past weekend more tech talk next It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway, where if you like sports, uh, this is the place to be for the next several days, uh, at least. Uh, we have World Series game five tonight, potentially the uh, the clinching game. Yep. If the Rangers win this game, it'll be a gentleman's sweep. Uh, there's college football tonight. Uh, there's NBA tonight. And then tomorrow, obviously, Texas Tech plays. And if you're not at Jones Stadium, this is the next best place to be. Um, NFL tomorrow, college football tomorrow, other than just Texas Tech. NBA, potentially a game six uh, of the World Series, a stacked evening here at Twin Peaks. And then Friday, Saturday, the weekend, you've got college football, you've got NFL, NBA, um, college or, yeah, college basketball right around the corner. Great place, great time uh, here at Twin Peaks. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Uh, we get this on the chat line from our Resident Diamondbacks fan who says, damn, not looking good for my D-backs. Well, here, here's what I would say for your D-backs, and I agree. That that felt like a knockout-type yeah, punch over. last night. Because um, uh, suddenly Simeon feels like he's heating up, and Josh had three hits. Like, that was just – they just dumped on him. And, and remember we talked about the, the Rangers have the capacity to take one game and do that in this series and they did it last night where they just where the offense just buries and then then a guy like Haney can go okay I'll I can coast now which you know that's probably not the position the Astro or the Rangers would have preferred but he's uh you know th- this this uh 
if I'm the if I'm the D backs and I walk into that locker room today, I'm like, hey boys, let's find a way tonight. Let's find a way tonight because our guys going tomorrow. Or not, it's actually not tomorrow. It'd be Friday, Game Six. Merrill Kelly's been outstanding. He's been their best pitcher. He shoved against the Rangers on Saturday night, and so if you're you know if you're the D backs, you're going, hey, let's get it. To, let's get it to Merrill Kelly. Let's get it to Merrill Kelly on Friday, and then. Anything can happen in Game 7, and that's true. But that's going to be tough because if Aldi's going tonight and uh, Zach Gallon's been pretty good at home for this team throughout the season, and so it figures to be. I mean, it's it's the two number one starters going at it, uh, and it figures to be a good matchup. But, boy, it, this, this, you know, that felt like a knockout punch last night. But you never know. My, my, uh, my 1985 Cardinals were up three games to one just like this, and uh, – Ended up losing to Chuck Hines as a 1985 Royals, so I, it's it's far from over. It's not over till it's over, boys. Uh, we get this in the EH Flooring Center chat line uh, from Bobby Hot Dogs. Clint eats his bomb pop. Texas Tech 42, TCU 24. Ooh, I like that. Um, the other bit of news today as well. Uh, Kirby Oak had officially announced the Adidas deal. Um, Somewhat interesting that, because he announced it at the Red Raider tip-off luncheon in his public comments. He acknowledged that, hey, Adidas has been on campus for the last few days, had great meetings with them. He acknowledged that it's a 10-year deal, which is what we had speculated before and had kind of been out there. Um, But still no... Like press release, isn't uh, th- this might be very inside baseball? Maybe no one else cares, and, and functionally it's the same, right? The news is out there; it's as as official as official can be. Yeah, um, but still, no press release, no um, you know post on their website. I find that somewhat interesting, but again, it doesn't mean anything. It's not bad or good. It's just um, something that I noticed. Yeah, it's interesting. Like he can talk about it, but it can't be formally released and. Uh... We'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, he um, And like you said, he, the, the inside baseball of this is you expedite the open records request. And, and it's, uh, you know, the, the people like us or, or a columnist, newspaper columnist, somebody out there reports signed agreements. And, uh, it, you know, we move on with it. And then the formal, the formal celebration announcement comes on July 1st, 2024. But regardless, it sounds like it's going to happen. You know, he, um, Kirby Hocutt, mentioned that there are you know parts of the deal that can't quite yet be announced yet or and i'm paraphrasing here but my interpretation of of that comment and then and this could be way off the mark um, but this is just my guess is that that's like the the pat mahomes element yeah of the deal like hey maybe you're not gonna have pat mahomes logo on the jerseys next year it might be you know, 2025 or 2026 before they can spin that up. You know, I, again, I, I have no idea. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than just, like, sewing a logo on on it, some jerseys, um, which seems pretty straightforward. But, I'm again, most things are harder than they look, and so I suspect this is one of those things. Well, there you do it. Save it for 2025 when we play Kansas State in Kansas, right? We can blend the two news stories of the day, A.D. Yeah. We got the, we got the Adidas thing trickling out and we got this new schedule posted here so we can think about that Mahomes. I will say the the 
one, one of the really nice things about the schedule is that you uh, you don't play Kansas State, but twice. Yeah. Um, you know. I thought about that, too. I'm fine with never seeing those guys again because you just can't crack them. Uh, that's just so. Uh, you'll start with a loss in 2025 and one in 2027 because uh, <laughs> those are the two years you play Kansas State, but uh, everything else is open, uh, open season. Yeah. Um, and so the good thing about – the scheduling matrix keeping the current kind of five four four five conference home game cadence is that it's uh, still aligns with your non conference scheduling philosophy, right? Or at least your your non conference scheduling because when you only have four conference home games in twenty five and twenty seven, those are the years where you have Oregon State, which doesn't seem as appealing now as maybe it right. did before, uh, and NC State in twenty twenty seven visiting Lubbock. And, and playing those games. So next year when you have five conference home games, you know, you're taking that trip to Oregon. It feels like staying on that rhythm was a big deal. I mean, like like it really worked out well for us in that sense. Because we're not going to have some year where there's a five home game thing or some something that has to be re- – agreements have to re- be reworked. It doesn't feel that way. Uh, this is the chat line. Is it just me or does it seem like the national media doesn't seem to care too much about the series this year oh well i mean that uh you know yes i I agree with that and i think it's uh you know we, we we hinted at this the other day there's no new york market there's no chicago market there's no la market now DFW is what the fourth, fifth best market. I mean, it's a well, pretty Phoenix big. is rising rapidly. Yeah, as exactly. Well. So they're not bad markets, but yeah, this it doesn't have it doesn't have the the mark of traditional tr- traditional baseball sizzle and all that. But boy, you know, for us, it sure is compelling. And especially when you think about the fact that I mean, the, the other thing I think about is it's it's away from the coasts. Now it's easy to think of Phoenix being sort of west coast, but you know, we we don't have any. This isn't near any water here. Well, and I think, like, if I'm being, maybe this is me being cynical, but I, I just think it's not as easy to hot take this there World Series go. matchup, yeah. right? When you can talk, hey, is Dak Prescott still elite, and get all kinds of interaction <laughs> yeah. and social that's, clicks and eyeballs or that's, that's a great uh, point. the James Harden trade, et cetera. More Tech Talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com with gus i'm aaron we're joining today from twin peaks on marcia sharp freeway where you two can embrace the lodge mentality we just had uh some fried pickles brought to our uh, our setup here, and uh, they are especially delightful today. Uh, A-plus serving here at Twin Peaks. And uh, listen, scratch-made menu, I've yet to find anything here that isn't awesome, excellent, tremendous, and a great place to catch a ball game or three uh, right here at Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway. You know, I want to go back to something we talked about yesterday because – um, you know, games, game two of the World Series, because this kind of goes back to a comment from a second ago where um, somebody texted in and said, hey, 
does it does it seem like the national media doesn't seem to care a lot about this series this year, Diamondbacks uh-huh. and Arizona? And yesterday we talked about Game Two being the lowest rated, least yeah. watched World Series game in the history of the World Series, and Game Three took that crown again, lowest rated, least watched game. And I I didn't I haven't seen any um, any ratings from uh, from last night. I'm guessing it's not some kind of tremendous, you know, boost. Um, and, it, you know, my point yesterday was that this is another example of you think you do, but you don't, right? People say, oh, I, I'm so tired of the Yankees and Red Sox and right. Braves and Dodgers and Cubs and all this stuff. And, you know, just I, I want some of the other Cardinals. teams. Yeah, Cardinals. <laughs> and yet – you know, yeah, we, sure. we all say these things, and oh, yet yeah. the ratings for this series with two great stories yep. from a team perspective, some really, really exciting young talent. Um, I mean, this Rangers team is a tremendous story. Cinderella, they're one win away from winning the championship. And, you know, the Diamondbacks also, no one expected the Diamondbacks to play in this series. And yet here we are, but no one's watching. And it, it, it caught my eye today when I saw this, that this – season of college football is on track to be the most watched ever right this season of college football the most watched season ever in the history of college football and this kind of flies in the in the face of the idea that oh realignment is ruining college football nil right nil ruining college football transfer portal ruining college football you know i i don't doubt that you maybe feel these things or that some people don't, or that some people feel them rather, but it doesn't line up with the ratings, right? Doesn't line up with the numbers. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, with regard to the to the final part of that statement, I, I think a coach prime has a bunch to do with that. I mean, I'm not, you know, because he he's he's providing an injection of interest where there wasn't much before. You know what I mean? Like Alabama is still pretty compelling. Georgia is still pretty compelling. LSU's, et cetera, you know what I mean? Across the top of the game, those big brands are still getting eyeballs. Um, but I'm sure the Coach Prime effect is, is gold due to the fact that, you know, it's, it's, injecting, it's injecting interest where there was none before. In other words, if he goes to LSU, okay, everybody well, watches the LSU yeah. game. Anyway, you know, uh, not, not a big dynamic change there. Um, the other thing I've been curious about, and this this is very right, inside the sports media business or just the media business in general, but I've been curious about. I wonder if I wonder if there's less measurement error with streaming than there is with the old Nielsen rating, like click books, you know, like the because I think Nielsen rating, at least way back in the day, it used to be a self-reporting thing. Like they would mail you a booklet and you would go, okay, last night we watched Monday Night Football and then we watched Columbo and then we watched Wagon Train at 3 o'clock or whatever. Damn right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and then you mailed the book back. Like in a – now I'm, I'm telling you how it was in 1978 or 82 or whatever. Uh, it may be a little different, but – I just wonder if their ability to gather more accurate and do less estimation and more like when when streaming is involved to be a lot more accurate with well, and, and, clicks. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a component here too where um, you know more of these games are just getting in front of people that otherwise wouldn't. 
you know, thanks yeah. to platforms like ESPN True. Plus True. or, you know, the Fox Sports app or whatever. I, I think you're, uh, you're, you're, your original premise of approaching this, though, just the, the uh, you know, the, the number of eyeballs. I mean, obviously, f- football remains a juggernaut. You know, because the NFL is the is the one thing that yeah. you know just swallows up the North Star. Yeah, yeah, just swallows up everything around it, and and college football right behind it. Not a bad thing for Texas Tech. And again, we can point back to our our staying in a Power Five, or if you want to call it Power Four. I mean, it's so big, you know. And 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 we're going to see. I mean, we're going to see this play out over the next five to ten years. Not only in terms, hopefully, of more success and beautiful facilities and all that kind of stuff, and that goes hand in hand. But just what the future looks like? Are we? Is this all cutting down to a thirty-two team super league or what? Who knows? But uh, it, it'll be good to be positioned in that. Uh, the the point is there. There's value in football that remains. You know that that value where football is is just you know as big as ever. This and the Yates Flooring Center chat line. <laughs> Some of those narratives about college football are perpetuated by the media themselves. I, I don't doubt that there are some media types out there that, that, you know, spout off those opinions. Um, but as someone who sits in front of a screen for three hours a day and looks at feedback from everyday rank-and-file fans mm-hmm. – on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, it's not just a media thing, right? There, right. there are plenty of folks, uh, and you see this on message boards and Twitter too, um, that, that you know have said over the last two years that you know X Y and Z or X Y or Z are, are ruining the sport, and the numbers don't back that up. And maybe you know what? Maybe they nosedive starting next year, right? When when SMU's in the in, in the ACC. <laughs> And Stanford is playing conference games at Syracuse. Maybe that's maybe that's the straw that kind of breaks the camel's back here. Um, but as of right now, nothing is ruining college football. No, it's better than ever. No, that's right. And and the twelve team playoff will just take that to eleven, right? It'll turn the knob to eleven. Eleven on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, you said twelve team to I eleven. Know. I was I, like, wait, did you of, just take a team out of the term? Clumsy. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I got it. I got it. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree because because it R it broadens to eleven. <laughs> yeah, it broadens the interest. It doesn't dilute it. Doesn't water it down. You know, if, if you tell me Division One football is going to go to twelve instead of four, I have a hard time thinking that. that why not just let everybody in? But the, I think it's uh, – I'm with you. I think it's going to broaden the interest because more teams are going to be compelling on a national level. More Tech Talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway, where you too can embrace the lodge mentality and enjoy an ice cold 29-degree draft beer. Order something amazing from their scratch-made menu and take in all kinds of sports. Game 5 is tonight in the World Series. Texas football is tomorrow. Uh, Game 6 potentially would be Friday. Um, if the Rangers don't win tonight. And then, of course, Saturday, a full slate of college football. 
Uh, check them out. Twin Peaks East Drinks Scenic Views. Um, update from Austin, Texas Tech, and Texas scoreless. Um, still a lot of time left to play in the first half. We get this in the E.H. Flooring Center chat line from Duff in Houston, who says, this is maybe a silly question. We love silly questions. Uh, but do you think that um, us beating TCU the last time we played at home on a Thursday means anything for tomorrow? I don't. Uh, because it's been five years. I think it's one of those things that we note. And it'll be part of all the broadcasts and all those things, but I don't think it's going to matter on the field just because it's, I mean, with a once every five, six seasons cadence, it's just not meaningful. It's not just home. Like, you've played them on Thursday now twice, I think, uh, since they joined the Big 12. And both times, Texas Tech has won. I don't think it has anything, any bearing on tonight's uh, result, but uh, you beat them 20-10 to in Lubbock. In 2013, that was a Thursday night game. And then in 2018, um, 17-14 was the final score. Um, you know, and that that brought Tech to 4-2 and two overall, right? And uh, I think they beat – did they beat Oklahoma State the next week? No. Uh, they beat Kansas the next week to get to 5-2. and two. And, man, imagine going back in time following that game after that Kansas win. Tech beat them 48-16. And uh, we're going to go play Iowa State in Ames the next week. Imagine going back in time and telling a Tech fan, hey, realize you're 5-2. and two, But, but uh, not on. only are you going to lose out, not only will Cliff Kingsbury get fired, but there's this coach at Utah State. Uh, that's, you know, you're in for a bad time is all I'm going to say. Yeah, you're at five and two. You're not thinking, let's just but, win one more and get bowl eligible. buy some basketball season tickets. You'll thank yeah, you later. That's a great point. Yeah. Great point. Get a hotel room in Minneapolis. Free yeah, up your schedule right? in early April. <laughs> uh, While you're at it, get a hotel room in Omaha. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that, because it's, I think there would be maybe something to that duff if, there was some carryover in terms of player and or staff members. Yeah. But, I mean, clearly you don't have anybody left from that 2013 team. And then even in 2018, I don't think that you have but maybe a couple of few Equipment people. staff like, or, yeah, or something. Yeah, way off the staff. Like, again, not They're, on yeah, the coaching staff. Not not even enough to go, hey, one thing that helped us last time was yeah. this or one thing that made it easier was that. I, I don't think I, that there's much institutional uh-uh. knowledge that has been retained from probably five not years on, ago. And probably not on either side, A.D. You know, TCU's probably not a whole lot different. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, you know, for maybe sure. an equipment guy or some trainer. I mean, hopefully the trend continues, yeah, right? I mean, that, would, that would be a ma- – like Friday's show – well, let's just – I'm just going to be honest here – if Tech loses, Friday's show is very, very easy because every game, every <laughs> yeah. show that follows a loss is a lot easier for the most part than shows that follow a win. Um, but if you, if you win that game tomorrow, that's gigantic. I mean, you, you still have uh, have life. Yep. You still have bowl hopes that are pretty reasonable. Um, you know, you can kind of salvage this thing to some extent, uh, especially considering all the injuries you've dealt with, especially a quarterback. But, man, a loss tomorrow is just devastating. Yeah, it'll let the air out of the tire. 
Uh, let's see this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If Tech is the Big 12 soccer champs, why are we playing postseason games against Texas and Austin? So this is the Big 12 postseason tournament. Uh, it was originally going to be played in Round Rock, but due to some rain um, and poor field conditions, the the today's games and Monday's games um, were moved to the University of Texas campus. Um, and again, the the winner of this game between Texas Tech and, and Austin uh, Texas will play for the Big 12 postseason championship. Yeah, it's a it's a similar postseason yeah tournament. It's like basketball, basketball, baseball, yeah, same thing. Weather looks beautiful down there. It does. It looks very sunny. My internet is not uh, cooperating, and so I can't give you an up-to-date score. Yeah, I'd be curious, AD, to know if if this thing pushes to the championship game on Friday, Saturday, if the round rock conditions have improved three or four days after the most recent rain. I would hope so. That they could get the game back up there, but yeah. Um, have you been following the uh, the latest kind of drip, drip, drip of the Connor Stallion? Yes, the the Central Michigan sideline. So, oh, I believe. Yeah, v- video has emerged from a uh, a Central Michigan uh, Michigan State game. Yeah. And was that from this year? I wondered about that uh, when I saw it. It was the old. Uh, Yes. McIlvain, it was the yeah. old – he was the coach at Florida, Florida for a while. It, yeah, it is from this season. Um, Golly. A man who resembles Stallions appeared to be on the sideline wearing CMU apparel that have been circulating on social media. So um, Central Michigan is investigating this. Jim McIlvain had a press conference, I think earlier today actually, where he, he commented on it and essentially – their position is, hey, that's not one of our guys, right? Like, and and listen, there are a lot of people involved oh, yeah. with these with these teams and and athletic departments and stuff. But I mean, you you recognize people, sure, you know. And here's especially the th- inside the box, like inside. The, oh, and, yeah. And what I mean there is basically inside the what the twenties, isn't it? Twenties or thirties, like that's where the that's where. If you or I were standing at the Tech game tomorrow night down there on the sidelines, then we wouldn't be. But the one place we would not be able to go is in that box. Like, that's players and coaches he and had, He had a VB pass, which stands for visiting bench. So in terms of the credential hanging around your neck, he was in an appropriate place. Golly. It is unclear how he got that at this point. But here's, here's the funny thing. Uh, f- footage from that game shows him wearing sunglasses and i believe that game was played at night yeah it's like he's it's like he's well wearing a disguise not only that <laughs> yeah. not only that but if you watch some of the footage it appears as if there's a blue light coming from the sunglasses potentially some kind of recording device oh, really or smart glasses wow. i don't i'm not an expert in that uh, that area of technology but I, do, do your sunglasses have a blue light no. in them gus no, mine sir. don't either no um, Unbelievable. So, like, it's this thing is weird. Uh, so it really is weird, and and the, there's there's a little more. I mean, the the more people dig and the more people look at footage, the more 
the more crap they find. Yeah. It's like like we were talking about, and this is really getting deeper and longer than the Astros thing, you know, where they, you get, the more you watch, the more trash can banging you find or whatever. More Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We're joining you here from Twin Peaks on Marsha Sharp Freeway. Uh, eats, drinks, scenic views. Uh, we have some sad news to uh, report. Just breaking in the last uh, 10 minutes. And certainly uh, it will be sad news to uh, a lot of folks in, in this area, all around the country really. Um, but uh, especially in th- this area, uh, Bob Knight passed away today at the age of 83 um, in Bloomington, uh, surrounded by uh, his family. Of course, he had been struggling for some time with his health um, in recent years. But uh, Bob Knight, dead at 83. Yeah, and you're right about the the health had been really declining over the last few years, and uh, you know, Coach Knight was an interesting. I mean, there's there's so much there, uh, and certainly his time at at Texas Tech was interesting time and relatively a relatively successful period. Now it it takes a back seat to uh, Elite yeah, Eight lately, yeah, and, and cha- national championship games, but. Uh, you know that the, they were relevant year in, pretty much year in, year out under under Coach Knight for sure. But uh, you know his his story here is just one part of his chapter that was so big nationally, uh, polarizing, all the things. Uh, but uh, you know such a such an important figure in the history of college basketball, and uh, but a, but a friend of the Thetford Nashby show of all things, you know, right. and I think that connection. Those guys had a lunch group, and Coach Myers would go to that and bring Coach Knight, and and they developed enough of a rapport that Coach Knight would show would would either come in and sit in in the studio with David and Gary, or would call in and until the last couple of years when he was just unable to do it. And again, that's what that's when you knew that like okay, the the yeah. you know the mind is going and all that, and that's a that's a that's a tough thing. I've heard that described as a, as a long goodbye, but. Uh, you know, he he would he would be cantankerous and funny and entertaining with 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 Thetford Nashby in a way that was like Coach Knight's just about one tick away from saying what he might have said in the lunchroom without the FCC regulating it. <laughs> you, you know, you were right on the edge. But I uh, uh, re- really hate to see the news, but hopefully his uh, hopefully there's some peace and some grace in this for his family because it's been a uh, that's that's not easy to watch that deal played at Ohio State. Uh, in the late 1950s, early 1960s, um, was a head coach at Army, Indiana, and Texas Tech, a head coaching career that spanned uh, more than 40 seasons, career coaching record 902 wins to just 371 losses, uh, won a national championship as a player at Ohio State in 1960, uh, won it three times as a coach. Uh, all three times at Indiana, 76, 81, and 87. Made four final, I'm sorry, five Final Fours. Won 11 Big Ten regular season championships. Um, and, and really, I mean, just speaking on his time at Texas Tech, 
you know, revitalize the basketball mm-hmm. program that had begun to kind of slip, um, you know, from its kind of mid-90s peak. And listen, I mean, you're not, you don't go to the national championship four or five years ago and, and the Elite Eight the year before and win the Big 12. You don't do any of that if Bob Knight's not the coach here. Yeah. Right, it's, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's hard to draw a line to that from without without his time yeah, here. And it's and, not some kind of like uh, you know indirect, intangible like oh he reignited some spirit that you know remained lit for the next. No, I mean Chris Beard's not on campus, right? Right, not involved with this program if Bob Knight isn't. Um, and so yeah, I mean he he in in many ways his fingerprints are still on the program that you root for today, even though. Um, Grant McCaslin is not some kind of Bob Knight disciple. I mean, like you would not be as invested in, interested in, passionate about tech basketball in 2023 were it not for his seven years on campus, eight years on campus um, as a head coach here in the 2000s. Boy, it was such a big deal, and it's easy to sort of, as, as time goes on, to have him, you know, have that sort of fade into the past. But, you know, when Tech hired him, it was so polarizing. You know, and and it, it, because Deion it was Sanders esque, yeah, and it was within our family too, because there were tech alumni going, "I'm never, you know, I'm tearing up my diploma," and others were going, "Finally, we're serious about basketball." I mean, it was, you know, and then and then the the era plays out, and it had it moments, it had its salad bar thing over here and all that, but sure. it also had a bunch of kids staying out of trouble and graduating and doing all the things, and you know, it it. it it didn't reflect to the magnitude of his time at Indiana, but you had these great players like Andre Emmett going, I, I owe a lot to coach. Now, there was that day that he made me run 4,000 bleachers over here. I mean, you know, and, and those legends are those legends are told far and wide. But, uh, you know, he, he – he, uh, and, and the other thing, A.D., is there that was the first time – I wouldn't say the first, but that was a period of time where you would hear tech people or tech faculty or something – you know, walking through LaGuardia Airport and coming back going, hey, I was wearing a tech shirt in LaGuardia Airport, and somebody walked up to me, saw my double T, and went, wow, Bob Knight. You know, like, they didn't know anything else about it. And that even even over the Mike Leach thing that was going on at the time. But it, it's, it is pretty amazing to think about those two on this campus at the same time. And they weren't really in the same camp ideologically. But uh, it, it's pretty amazing to think about those two being here at the same time. That was the time when young Aaron Dickens was uh, over there sitting in on press conferences and yeah, stuff. Yeah, going right? games, you know, the whole deal. I mean, he was he was the head coach when I was a student. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know his his tenure, like most coaching tenures, um, you know, did not end on some high note. He retired mid season, um, installed his uh, his son as head coach, Pat Knight, um, and and certainly the Pat Knight era did not live up to anybody's hopes. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, sad deal. I did not expect that news today. That's no, I'm not surprised to see it, but sure. like, yeah, like you said, there was no, to, to the, to the Knight families, you know, they, it was able to be a private moment, I'm sure. And then, uh, you know, and, and like I said, his, his suffering's over, but yeah, what a, this will be big. This will be a, this will be a, yeah. on the ESPN crawls and this will be national news very soon. And, and I am, I'm legitimately happy. And that, this doesn't really affect me or tech fans or whatever, but I, I was happy to see that in recent years he had been able to kind of reconnect with yeah, Indiana. very much so. And the Indiana fan base attends games. There has attended games there, reunited with former players. Yep. Uh, of course, the head coach there at Indiana right now played for him. Mm-hmm. 
So that was that was really nice to see. Yeah, I agree. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.